Hi, and welcome to Pivot Points, the podcast about change. I'm Andre Radmel, life coach and psychotherapist. A lot of my life has been devoted to one question. How do people change? My work is focused on helping people shift out of old stories and pivot into new narratives. On this podcast, I speak with guests about their pivot points and what we can all learn from their experience of change. Welcome to Pivot Points. Today I'm talking to Janice Sylvia Brock, international artist uh, who has paintings in the White House even and all over the world in, in various galleries. So thank you so much for joining me today, Janice. It's a real uh, privilege to speak to you. Thank you. Nice to be here. <laughs> How did you start this whole uh, journey into being an artist, Janice? What was the the kind of point at which you pivoted and moved into that yeah I, I think because I wanted to be an athlete and then suddenly life took a drastic turn and I couldn't I wasn't um I was very sick child at the age of 10 came down with Stills disease a juvenile form of arthritis and it's destroyed every bone in my body and for many many months I couldn't move um I was critically ill and then I prayed to God to give me a special gift. I didn't want to waste away in a hospital bed the rest of my life. And then one, one day I asked the nurse to get the paints and brushes and everything. And she said, my goodness, Janice is going to do something. <laughs> so she, she brought the brushes and everything. And I started to paint. And they, they, she sellotaped the paintbrush to my left hand. I'm right-handed, but my, I couldn't use that arm at the time. Um, so it was strapped to my left hand, the brush, and I started to paint. So when you started to paint, what was the what was the effect of that on you? How did it change your life? It gave me hope. It gave me direction. I think it's very true to say that when you have an illness as a child, you can so, soon lose heart, but you, you can't afford for that to happen. You've just got to keep going and... Um, Every child that's got a childhood illness, they need an aim in life. You know, it's very important. And to feel special, you know, because you, with my illness, it was a crippling illness. You know, I, I didn't have any strength in my body when I was painting. They had to prop me up with about 16 pillows. Can you just explain to us, Janice, because uh, I didn't know a whole lot about this until you told me, um, what's the nature of the illness and what you've been up against? It's an autoimmune uh, disease um, and it destroys the linings between every bone um, and it just deteriorates. Um, so I've had 21 knee replacements uh, and one hip replacement and I was always proud that I'd got my own hips so I was really upset. <laughs> I was really upset about having an artificial hip put in. And, uh, but they're, they're pretty good models these days. <laughs> um, but they, they've taken too much bone away in my knees. And I used to say, you know, I'm going to be like Toulouse-Lautrec in years to come because I'll be so little. <laughs> Do you think that uh, the painting and then becoming a, 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 an artist known around the world uh, with uh, paintings in galleries 
that that's changed the way you see yourself? Because I, I guess it would be quite easy under these conditions for some people to see themselves very much defined by the, the physical uh, problems and issues they're having to contend with and, and be the whole of life. So I wonder if this the art has actually changed the way you see yourself. Oh, definitely, because, um, I mean, every day is a challenge, um, you know, whether I can... Uh, manage to walk well or not walk well and things like this but I I put when I'm painting I put my illness my disability to one side mentally you have to you have to put it on one side um, and just get on with the things that God's given you and, and gave me a gift to paint I'm going to use that gift one of my paintings I donated um, um, a charity went for 200 and odd thousand over here in Barbados. And that went to um, uh, build a snoozling room for disabled children. And I got a real thrill out of that because my, my painting is a God-given gift and I've made a good living out of it, but also I've given back. And I, and I think that's the way people should think, uh, perhaps in business, you know, because you, you, you make, you have to have your money to live, but you can also help other people, um, you know, that have difficulties. So I th I'm just thinking, as you say that, that as well as giving back through the financial support that you can give, I wonder what you feel the paintings themselves give people when they, when they get to look at your work. Can you say something about the effect of your work on, on the people who observe it and, and engage with it? Well, it's funny you say that because... There was um, a chap, he's a surgeon from Boston in America, and he started studying my work for six years. And he came into the studio this particular time to come and have a look studio, my work. And he saw one painting called The Comforter. And um, it's a painting I did of my mother and I, the, the, the relationship, I was very close to my mum. And... Um, I had tears in my eyes and he had tears in his eyes <laughs> and he said that's the painting I want to buy because it it moves you and it moves me you know it's got a lot of um emotion behind it and then I've had and, and he bought that and he bought one of my Caribbean works but another lady a, a lady that came to see me um she burst into tears when she saw a painting but tears of happiness she said, it just makes me feel happy. You know, I've got to have the painting because it, it, it lifts my spirit. And that's a little bit magical, really, um, because I, I paint what I feel. But obviously, because my gift is God-given, I think God's spirit's definitely there in my work. I think I uh, heard you say something when we've spoken before about the link between trauma, and you've certainly been through forms of trauma physically um and 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 an art that that trauma can somehow pivot into into creativity and art can you say a bit more about how that's worked for you yeah well um the art is there's a level of pain i have severe pain but i've taken my art to the extreme and because of that um when I'm in the painting mode, I don't think of the pain. So yes, I've exceeded coping with pain. It's been incredible, really. Yes. 
Yeah. Do you think that sometimes uh, good art can can come out of uh, pain and that pain and art are connected with each other some in some way? Yes. I did um, many years ago, um, in my teenage years, I had one operation after the next and everyone failed. Um, I was in hospital for three months at a per periods and then they stood me up, my leg collapsed, I ended up back in theatre the following day and so on and so on. And, um, and then it, it plays on your mental state um, and I went really low and I painted a picture called Despair um, and it's not a nice painting. I can't live with that painting. I, I put it in the garage facing the wall. <laughs> but the, I, I had an exhibition once and these chaps came, they were all dressed in black with long coats and that. And they were warlocks. <laughs> They'd come to look at this painting and they wanted to buy it. And I said, sorry, it's not for sale. I don't want that painting worshipped. Yeah, but I painted my emotions. I think my, have you got a copy of my book? Um, uh, Despair is in the book. I also was going through a, a personal thing at the time. And so that painting, and it was on a, it was on a damask tablecloth because I didn't have the money to buy proper canvas then. And this was a, this was a big canvas. Um, so yeah, it's on a damask tablecloth but it's very dark and there's a face of Satan in it and there's torture and writhing bodies. And it's, yeah, it's, it's a very troubled painting. Yeah, I think that that's, that's, that's really interesting that it, art has been an expression for you of your own pain and your own trauma and despair at times in that way. And that I guess people engage with that as much as with the positivity and the the uh, encouragement that they might see in the art as well. They might respond to different emotions in, in different ways. You, you've mentioned Barbados uh, once or twice. Can you, can you tell us how you came to be, because you're, you're originally from England, is that right? Yeah, yes. Um, how did you come to be in Barbados then? How did that happen? And I, I went to Jamaica um, and I just fell in love with the people and the place. Um, it's such a lot of history in Jamaica, very mountainous, and um, it was exciting, uh, waterfalls, rivers, but um, it was fascinating, Jamaica. And, and then from there on, I came to Barbados because I used to do art therapy um, uh, in Cheadle, Manchester, um, at the psychiatric hospital and I used to go and teach the patients to paint um, and that that was wonderful to do that it was very beneficial to them I, I hope and I really enjoyed it as well I did that voluntary for three and a half years um, yeah it was good to do it yes You're listening to Pivot Points with Andre Radmull, and today I'm talking with Janice Sylvia Brock. I think um, you had a sense, by the sound of it, of being an artist from quite a young age, and 
but it wasn't just about art as a kind of hobby or as a sideline for you. It seems that you had a sense of being an international artist, an artist of, of some note. Um, can, you, can you say a bit more about how, how you came to that at such a young age, to think about yourself in that way? Yeah, I mean, my, my father was very artistic and he was a, a textile designer. <clears throat> and um, when I, he saw that I'd started painting, he bought me painting by numbers. Um, <laughs> And he brought it into the hospital and it was oiled. And I took one sniff of the oils. I thought, oh, this is lovely. I want to work with the oils. And, but I threw the numbers away. I didn't go by numbers. I did my own thing. I painted my own um, subjects. And I started from that. And I just wanted my parents to be proud of me because they were going through hell and back, seeing their very healthy daughter deteriorate. And um, I was sleeping a lot. I was bedridden. I couldn't walk. So I had to fight to get this far with my health. It's been an uphill struggle. But I wanted them to be proud of me. And I started painting. And I, I said, yes, I'm going to be an international artist. And you, you become what you say you are. Well, that's, that's very interesting because I thought that's, that's probably how you were using that kind of language and yes can you say a bit more about how you become what you say you are because that certainly seems to have happened for you yes um it's positive thoughts um i have a few other ambitions get my work um around the galleries in london um and i want to travel america a lot of americans have bought my work over the years you know, I, I don't like the word retirement. Artists don't retire. It's it's either a curse or it's um it's a beautiful thing, you know, to be able to paint and be creative. And I see it as a beautiful thing because every painting is different. And I look at what um, stirs me, what what gets my passion going is looking at a blank canvas on the easel. I might look at it for days. You know, I've done paintings where um, people are sat on benches and there's a conversation going. No features on the faces. The West Indian paintings don't have features. Um, and because it's all about body language. If you, if you observe a couple of uh, people talking, you look at their shapes, really. You don't look at the finer detail. You look at the body language, or that's how I see it. But I've started painting um, minimalist um, line paintings as well. Um, they do have features um, with, with the, these sort of paintings and they draw you in as well. So they're very, um, very um, attractive lines that draw you into the painting. Yeah, I think looking at some of your work, it looks like movement's very important in your work. Yes, yes, it is. Um, because I, even my still life, dance I've got one called dancing pears and it looks like the pears are going to bounce off <laughs> off the page <laughs> of the canvas um so yeah movement is very important yes yes that really comes across in your work that movement and there's a lot of life and a sense of almost change being part of life change and transition and movement yes. all being part of life um 
Well, just last year, I had the largest um, commission ever, and it was painting four huge murals, uh, 12 foot high by 10 foot wide, and I'm only four foot 10 and a half. <laughs> and I did the theme of four goddesses of Olympus because I used to read a lot about the goddesses of Olympus and the Greek mythology, Teutonic mythology and so on. So I painted these eight foot high, 10 foot high uh, women. Um, you can look it up actually, Nirvana Spa. And that's, um, they've got these four figures now um, on, the, on the panels around the, um, the spa. And they're quite dramatic. But that was, that was a lot of work. I was there three and a half months working every day. And um, my colleague and friend helped me with the logistics of it because I couldn't have done it without him um, because it's heavy work. I had, they, had, um, they hired a um, crane for me, um, like a scissor crane. Um, and um, I got into it and then it, it, um, it was controlled to go up and down. And I went very high, my, my head was hitting the ceiling. <laughs> and it was amazing. I loved it. Where are you going next in your in your journey in your life? I I think we were talking earlier before the podcast about what, what you're doing next and uh, more changes coming up for you. Yeah, I, I like um, very much to give my testimony. Um, you know, to certain I don't know wherever I used to give talks to groups of ladies um, and um, I like doing that after dinner speakers or, or lunchtime speak or whatever but to give my testimony wherever it takes me uh, because I think with one's experience it can help another person we've all got problems we've all got challenges in life some have got more than others uh, but it's how you handle it at the end of the day um, I've been blessed to be an artist because that has taken me through some of the most difficult periods of my life. I had kidney failure when I was 19. I was given five years to live. Now, that's an amazing story because I wanted to share with you. I was taken very ill. I was taken into hospital. The specialist came around my bed and said, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go back on steroids. And I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not. And he said, and why not? I said, no, God's going to heal me. I don't need steroids. God's going to heal me. And uh, he stormed off. <laughs> he stormed off down the ward. And all his students raced after him. Oh, oh gosh, he's refused the treatment. And I, a little voice in my head said, go on a natural diet, a salt-free diet, and don't eat this and that. And I didn't eat red meat. So I ate very light food, like, um, lots of vegetables and fish, kept it very simple. And within um, a short period of time, over six months, I got rid of the toxics in my body. And I was healed. I had my kidneys x-rayed and they said, this is amazing, this is a miracle. You haven't got kidney problems anymore. That is the power of what God is all about. But we just have to tap into him you know, um, for want of a better expression, but he's awesome, he's, he's amazing. 
if anybody's listening to this who wants to maybe know how do you tap into that kind of power that kind of uh divinity what would you say how do you do it if you have the faith a little tiny little bit of faith you just believe that god is working in your life it's all about positive thoughts linking up with god and it grows from there so i think your body is capable with god's help to heal itself as well you know i don't feel with church i like to go to church but i like the, the fact that he's there with me all the time and to, for, for people just to have that bit of faith and pray and believe that you're already healed, even though you're really, really ill, to believe that you're already healed, you can be healed. God will heal you. Thank you. Um, if people want to find out more about you and your, and your work, what, what's the best way for them to do that? What, would it be to go to your website or what, what's the best way? Well, they can do that. They can... Um, Janice Sylvia Brock, a Caribbean artist, and um, my website comes up. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking to us. I think that was really inspiring. It's absolutely lovely to be on your show. There was something I would like to just share with you before we go. I had plans um, for this year coming to travel to India. Um, and it was to follow my brother's footsteps. Uh, my brother died quite young, uh, he was only 36, and, um, but he traveled to India, and I would, I've got his diary, so I wanted to live through his diary and paint all the different places that he'd visited, like the Taj Mahal. Um, so I would sit there and paint this, you know, the Taj Mahal and various other pieces, and then I was going to have the paintings auctioned off for a worthy cause. But COVID has, has happened, so I'm not going to India at the present time. Uh, but if there's a lovely film crew out there that would like to work with me, <laughs> that's all buzzing around in my head as well. So, <laughs> the no shortage of ideas and uh, new things for you to do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, it's been great to have you on uh, Pivot Points and uh, People have got the contact uh, info there if they want to find out more about your work and more about your life and, uh, and there's the books available as well. So, yeah, thank you for coming on Pivot Points today. Thank you very much. So thanks to Janice Sylvia Brock for joining me for this episode i found it really inspiring if you want to hear more pivot point podcasts about change that people have gone through in their lives and how that might apply to all of us please go to the usual platforms itunes spotify the podcast is available and feel free to subscribe and maybe write a review that's always appreciated thank you for joining us on pivot points today and see you next time bye